the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, because we live in such a sexually permissive society, young women need more than ever. They need older women who can help them in this area of morals and virtues. Because many times they didn't get it at home. They're certainly not getting it on the secular college campus. They're not getting it from television, the media, and be very rare for them to get it at the workplace. There just are not many models out there of virtue and modesty. And this is where older ladies, you need to come alongside of the younger women and help them in this area. They need wise older women who will be frank with them, who will be loving with them, and who will be tactful, but yet firm, in counseling young women to be pure sexually. I mean, men aren't going to do this, so women have to do this. You might be asking yourself just about now, what do you mean by moral purity, Pastor Steve? What kind of behaviors or attitudes are you talking about? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Later today on Verse by Verse, Pastor Steve will give us specific details about how to develop and maintain sexual purity. Pastor teacher Steve Kreloff is taking us on a verse-by-verse tour through Titus chapter 2. We have considered the characteristics of godly older men and women, and now we're learning about some of the characteristics of godly younger women and how their more mature sisters in the Lord can mentor them. Pastor Steve has been serving since 1981 at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Now that expository, or verse-by-verse teaching ministry, has branched out to also include these daily Bible classes of the air. One important characteristic of godly young women is love for their husbands. Another is love for their children. Before we talk about moral or sexual behavior, let's finish where we left off last time as we discussed a godly mother's love for her children, how she deals with money, and how she handles disagreements with her husband. If you have your Bible, keep your finger there in chapter 2 of Titus, but turn now to Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. Here is Pastor Steve to continue with our study. I want you to look at Philippians chapter 1, a very important passage of scripture, Philippians chapter 1, which will guide you in the love for not only your child, but in love in general. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. Now Paul was writing to a very loving church. They loved him. They tracked him down. He was in prison when he wrote this, and they found out where he was, and he had a very special love relationship with the Philippians. And notice what he says. This is not just for mothers. This is just for everyone, but we're applying it to mothers. In verse 9, he says, and this is how I pray for you. This I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. Paul said, I know that you love because all believers love, but I'm praying for you that your love would increase. Your love would increase. Now, why does he say with all knowledge and discernment? Because the only way to know that your love is true love is if it's based on the knowledge of the word of God. Otherwise, you might do something you think is nice, but it's not, it's not biblical. For example, like let's say uh, not spanking a child because you think, oh, that, that would be a hard thing to do. Well, that's not love. 
If you knew the Bible, you would know that it's loving to spank a child. So, so the Bible has to uh, guide you in this, and discernment just means the application of biblical truth. So your love has to be guided by the knowledge of God's word and the application of it. Otherwise, as I said, what you think is love may not be love. The Bible will guide you in, in this. Now notice verse 10. Here's the reason you want love to abound and be guided by the word. So that, notice verse 10, so that you may approve the things that are excellent. What does he mean by this? Love will guide you in making excellent choices and decisions with your children, choices that are in their best interest. If you are filled with love and the word is guiding you with wisdom on on loving things, when your child is faced with a choice to make and they ask you your advice, you're going to help them make excellent decisions, decisions based on what's in their best interests because that's what love does. Now, how do you know if, if it's the right choice? We're all faced with choices. Uh, young people are at the crossroads, many of them at the crossroads of life, and uh, how do you guide them in making the right choices? By love, by love, because love says I do what's best for the other person. So uh, the best thing you can do is, is learn to do those things for your children that are in their best interest by having your love abound so that you give them advice that is in their best interest. So, what have we said? A godly young woman, number one, loves her husband. Number two, she loves her children. Number three, the third characteristic of a godly young woman is this. Verse five says, uh, we go back to Titus two, to be sensible. Young women are to be sensible. What does that mean? The word translated sensible means to be sound-minded. It means to be self-controlled, to have your mind under control so that you think rationally, sanely, you approach things with reasonable judgments. That's very important. In other words, you, to, it means to use your head to have common sense, to think through an issue with wisdom and common sense. Young women are to think clearly about things and to have common sense and good judgment. Now, what are some areas, and let's apply this again. What are some areas that uh, that this can be put into action? Remember, the context is in the home. He's talking about using your head, ladies, in the context of the home and older women to help you. Let me give you some once again. This is kind of just practical stuff for us. Number one, use your head to make a financial budget and stay within that budget. I thought I'd hear moans. I thought I'd get moans from this. Be self-controlled with credit cards. There I get to. I thought I heard a man on that that one. In other words, don't buy things that you cannot afford. That's using your head. That's using your head. And and there's biblical um, wisdom in this. Notice Proverbs. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 31. This is the excellent wife, the excellent woman. Proverbs 31, one of the things that makes her so excellent is the way she handled money. Proverbs 31, verse 10, says, An excellent wife who can find, for her worth is far above jewels. The heart, verse 11, the heart of her husband trusts in her. Now, he's not talking about that he's trusting her, that she's being sexually faithful to him, and there's no one she's fooling around with. That's not what he's talking about, because it goes on to say, and he will have no lack of gain. He will have no lack of gain. In other words, he trusts her with the checkbook because he knows that she's not going to bankrupt him. She's not spending the credit cards and getting him in debt. That's what that's what Solomon is talking about, or the, the writer, I should say, of that proverb. So, ladies, be self-controlled. Use your head about this. I mean, this is true of men as well. 
but we're not talking about men now. We're talking about women. Number two, a sensible young woman knows how to deal with her husband. She's wise in how far she takes a disagreement. There are many women who are just so unwise with this, especially if they're married to unsaved men. Use common sense and self-control to not become a nag. State your opinion and then back off. Be sensible. And I'd like you to look at Proverbs 19 on this. So much of, of this is reinforced by Proverbs because Proverbs is just about wisdom. And this is just being sensible, being wise. Proverbs 19, notice verse 13. He writes, first of all, a foolish son is destruction to his father. But the point that I want you to see is this. And the contentions of a wife are a constant dripping. Verse 14, house and wealth are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife, which basically means wise and sensible, is from the Lord. Now, he's making a contrast here between a contentious wife and a wise wife. A contentious wife is irritating. She's like a dripping faucet. You you can't turn off. You cannot restrain her. She just goes on and on with nagging. That's what he's talking about. And he's saying a wise wife is from the Lord. She doesn't do that. She doesn't nag. And she may disagree. Wives are allowed to disagree. But ladies, the point here is this. Use your head when to back off on a disagreement. State your case and then back off. Don't let it become an argument, even when you're right. And that's a hard thing to learn. But that's what I think it means, part of what it means in being sensible. That is the sensible thing. And you say, well, well, remember, why would I do this? Because that's what Paul means, being sensible. And some wives have created such an unappetizing um, atmosphere at home because they feel like they've got to make their case. And if the husband doesn't see it, they're going to make it and make it and make it until finally he's just sick of it. Remember the old saying, you can win the battle and lose the war? Well, that's where this is. You might win an argument because you've got to insist on being right. But the sensible thing to do is say, look, I know that I'm right, and I'm just going to trust the Lord in this, and I'm going to back off, on, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to lose the war, and because uh, uh, the, the goal is to have uh, a husband one to Christ, and the goal is also to have peace in the family and to be godly and sensible. So a godly young woman, number one, loves her husband. Number two, loves her children. Number three, is sensible. The fourth characteristic is this. She is pure. She is pure. Paul writes this in verse 5, be sensible, pure, he says. The thought behind this word is chaste. He's speaking of moral purity. A godly young woman is one who is sexually pure, one who is faithful to her husband. And one who is uh, pure even in her thought life, in her thought life. Now, you know, because we live in such a sexually permissive society, young women need more than ever. They need older women who can help them in this area of morals and virtues. Because many times they didn't get it at home. They're certainly not getting it uh, on the college campus, certainly not the secular college campus. They're not getting it from television, the media, and uh, be very rare for them to get it at the workplace. So uh, there just are not many models out there of virtue and modesty. And this is where older ladies, you need to come alongside of the younger women and help them in this area. 
They need wise, older women who will be frank with them, who will be loving with them, and who will be tactful, but yet firm, in counseling young women to be pure sexually. I mean, men aren't going to do this. So men, women have to do this. Now, let me give you some areas that can be uh, covered. The older ladies will be writing this down, too, because they're the ones who are supposed to be training the younger women. Number one is modesty and appearance. We talked about this last week. But older women need to help younger women be modest in their appearance. You say, well, God doesn't care about my appearance. Oh, yes, he does, because people care about your appearance. And, uh, and, and the Bible says man looks on the outward appearance. It'd be a nice thing if that wasn't the case, but we all do. We look on the outward appearance, and so there needs to be modesty. Number two that she can work on and be trained in is uh, not flirting. Not being flirtatious. Young women need to know about that. There are young women who are flirts. They don't even have to be married to be flirts. And they need counsel on that. They're sending the wrong messages. Number three, purity of thought life. Thought life. Oftentimes we think, well, it's just men who struggle with this. No, no, no. Maybe men struggle more with this, but women struggle with this. Jesus said in Matthew 15, that uh, that uh, out of the heart proceed, and he named sexual perversions and, and a lot of other sins. It's not your society that makes you do this stuff. It just makes it more challenging. It comes from your heart. You're, you're sinful, and society just encourages that. Pastor Steve will be back in a minute to continue with some more areas that need to be covered in achieving moral purity. We would like to take a moment to introduce ourselves to those of you who just tuned in. Welcome. You're listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Pastor Steve has been serving at Lakeside for more than 26 years, and his ministry has grown to include these Bible classes of the air. If you ever find yourself in the Clearwater area on a Sunday morning, please consider yourself welcome to come worship with us. Pastor Steve would love to meet you. Lakeside Community Chapel is at 1893 Sunset Point Road. That's midway between U.S. Highway 19 and the beaches. Now, as we head back to the classroom, let's review the areas of sexual purity that Pastor Steve has already covered. First was a modest appearance. God cares about your appearance because how you look affects other people. Second was the danger of flirting. And the third was purity of your thought life. Men are not the only people who struggle in that area. Now here is Pastor Steve to give us a couple more areas that young women need to watch out for in regard to sexual purity and why these things are so important. Number four, needing older women to come alongside and help younger women make no provision for the flesh. We often say that about men, but that's true of women. Paul wrote that in Romans 13, make no provision for the flesh. If you know you have a struggle in an area... Don't, don't do that stuff that's going to encourage the wrong kind of thought behavior or action behavior. Number five, older women are the ones who need to help younger women understand about having a satisfying sexual relationship with their husbands. Now, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians 7. I don't hear a lot of pages turning. 1 Corinthians 7. You think I don't listen? I hear it. 1 Corinthians 7. 
Paul writes in verse 1, Now concerning the things about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. So they, they wrote to him asking about singleness, about marriage. But then he says, and he now the emphasis is not just on a man, but on women as well. He says, but, in verse 2, because of immoralities, let each man have his own wife. And watch this, let each woman have her own husband. Uh, this was written, and he talks about having a satisfying sexual relationship with the spouse. This was written not only to husbands, but to wives as well. This is how to keep from being immoral. It's certainly not the only reason you get married, but it is a reason. And, and that's what Paul said. Look at it again. Because of immoralities, I want women to get married. I want men to get married. Unless they have the gift of, of being single. So there needs to be godly older women who come alongside and can counsel women in this area. That's a very important thing. And if, and if you don't do it, ladies, where are they going to get it from? Another area that they need to hear about is true beauty. In a world that is uh, consumed and absorbed with looking good, they need older women to tell them and emphasize and hold them accountable on, on what 1 Peter 3 says. So I'd like you to look at that. 1 Peter 3, verses 3 through 6, let not your adornments be merely external, braiding the hair, wearing gold jewelry, or putting on dresses, but let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit which is precious in the sight of God. For in this way, in former times, the holy women also who hoped in God used to adorn themselves being submissive to their own husbands. Thus Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you have become her children if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. Peter is saying that women ought to know that true beauty is not external only. Now, not telling women to forget their looks, but he is saying that they're not to concentrate on their looks of the neglect of inner beauty, a quiet and a meek spirit, an attitude that is quiet before the Lord, that is submissive to Christ. Um, that is true inner beauty. And, and when, a, when a woman concentrates on that, she not only has true inner beauty, but outwardly she looks better too. There's a radiance to her. It's seen in her eyes. It's seen in her facial expression. It's seen in her relaxed mannerisms of, of tension in the face. That's what Peter is talking about. So uh, these are the things, ladies, that all go along with being pure, concentrating not on your outward looks but on your inward looks spiritually. Now, ladies, these are four areas of life that you need to aim at. Very specific, very pointed, and I've tried to make it as practical as possible. We'll look at three more next week. But in the meantime, your assignment is to show affection to your husband. Work on that, and not just this week, and then fall into your old habits the week after. No, you begin to, put, to make habits, to cultivate this, and then the same thing for showing affection to your children. Work on these things, listening to them, having time for them, speaking kindly to them, disciplining them where they need it being sensible, and being pure. Now, why? I know you're closing your Bibles. You think I'm finished. I'm not finished. Why is this important? Look at the end of verse 5. And we'll look at this more next week. That the word of God may not be dishonored. The whole point of this, the whole point of this is so that God's word is not dishonored. What does Paul mean? How you behave, ladies, affects the way unbelievers look at Christianity especially if you're married to an unsaved husband or even a carnal husband. The way you behave affects 
the way they look at the gospel. It is a basic fact that unbelievers judge the value and reality of our faith more by how we live than by a doctrinal statement that we tell them. They don't care about your doctrinal statement. They do care about the way you live. And so you need to concentrate on this, not only to please God, but to make an impact on people who are watching you so that the word of God is not dishonored, so that somebody doesn't say, yeah, she says she believes, but look at the way she treats her husband. Look at the way she treats her children. Look at the way she, she, she does these other things. It's not right. And yet she claims to be a Christian. I don't think I'm interested in that kind of Christianity. Now, on the other hand, many of you know, and I'm speaking now to the men who are not believers, know your wives to be godly. And they've been consistent. And when they haven't been, they've asked you to forgive them. And you see them trying and working at really being godly wives. Listen, maybe maybe it's not just them. Maybe it's some other Christian woman that you've seen and you know that they're really godly. You need to let that impact you, men. You need to let that impact you in order for you to come to Christ. You need to see the reality and value in her relationship with Christ. And you ought to put two and two together and say, if this is what Christianity is about, then that's what I want. That's what I want. God would be honored with that, and the word of God would be honored as well. Let's bow for prayer. Father, I thank you that your word addresses this. Oftentimes we only think that the Bible tells men to love their wives, but We've now discovered that the word tells women to love their husbands. And I pray that the young women in our church, Lord, will will seize hold of these truths, that they will change, make the changes, make the applications, make the, the statements that they need to make. And I pray, Father, I really pray that there'll be um, homes that'll be uh, just a taste of heaven on earth. I pray for the older women, Lord that they would see that they are the ones needed to convey these things. Not, not me, though I had to give this in a message this morning, but, but the ones to really come alongside of the young women and to uh, take the lead in helping them. And so I pray that this will happen at Lakeside. I pray that it won't be something that we just listen to and go out and never apply, because that would be sin. And I pray, Father, for those, especially women who are married to unsaved husbands, or husbands who have very weak testimonies, that the changes in their lives would really make a a great impression upon these husbands for Jesus Christ, and that they might come to him for salvation. And I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Steve. This is Peter Silseth, and you have been listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff. Does your church have a ministry like Pastor Steve talked about? Is there a way for older and younger women to find each other in such a way that a mentoring relationship can develop? If not, perhaps that is something you could bring up with some of the other ladies of your church and with the church leadership. One good way is to promote accountability partnerships. Two or three women meet regularly to lovingly check up on each other and see how they can encourage each other in spiritual growth. Accountability between two women of different generations can be a fantastic tool for spiritual growth. It works for men, too. We're glad you could be in class today. Pastor Steve is the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. 
He has been serving at Lakeside since 1981. His practical messages are made available to this listening audience through the work of Verse by Verse Ministries. We are a faith ministry supported by the gifts and prayers of interested listeners who are first faithful to their own churches. To hear today's class again or previous classes, visit our website, versebyverseradio.org. The audio files are available for listening online or for download. While you are exploring the website, you might also like to sign up for our free podcasting service. That way you'll be able to hear every lesson, even if your schedule happens to keep you away from the radio during our classes. We also offer a complimentary newsletter. The web address again is versebyverseradio.org. Today's class was the conclusion of a three-part message. If you would like to hear the entire message at once without announcements, please call us at 727-441-1714. Leave your name and a number and we will return your call during weekday office hours so that you can order a tape or CD. That number again is 727 727- While our lesson today was the conclusion of a message, this message does not conclude the topic. In our next verse-by-verse, Pastor Steve Kreloff will continue in the book of Titus to deal with the godly characteristics of younger women. I hope you'll be back for the next class. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.